Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Shields Outdoors podcast. My name is Mike Anderson, and today we're talking pre-rut and early rut whitetail tactics with Clay Harden of the Springfield, Illinois Shields. Clay is no stranger to big deer, and he's here to share a few of his top tips to use over the next month or so to help punch a tag. Clay, thank you for joining us today. How's your season been so far? Hey, what's going on, Mike? Uh, season's been all right so far. Um, you know, we're just, as we're recording this, it's it's right in the middle of October. Uh, it's been hot here in Illinois uh, these first two weeks. Really haven't had a cold front at all, but you know, we got one coming through this weekend. So, so pretty excited. I've taken a few does already just to get some meat in the freezer. Um, and uh, looking forward to some better weather here the second half of the month and, and early November. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think a lot of us are in that same boat, just looking forward to that to that little bit better better weather. You know, especially that first real good cold front. It's a great time to be in the stand. Absolutely. Yep, and we got one coming through this weekend. It's looking like there we go. Perfect. So, all right. Well, yeah. Let's just jump right into it. So, what are what are a few of your best tips or pieces of advice on on being su- successful during this pre rut or early rut time period? Yeah, for sure. So when I think a few of my best tips for October and early November, just thinking through what my typical strategy is, I think probably the biggest thing is, you know, I, I just try to hunt really smart in the month of October. And, you know, sometimes that could mean not hunting a whole lot or definitely not going into your best spot. And, you know, what I mean by smart is, you know, if I'm getting daylight photos of, uh, you know, a, a nice buck that I want to go after the wind's right, that kind of thing. I mean, I'll, I'll hunt hard. I'll go after him. But, you know, until that's the case, you know, I'm staying out of my best spots. I'm watching the weather. I'm really watching trail cams and especially the wind. Cause just learning from, from past mistakes I've made before. I mean, I've definitely hunted too hard at the start of October before when the conditions weren't right when I really had no reason to be going into those good spots um, and, and kind of blowing those areas out while the deer are still nocturnal and then, you know, kind of setting myself up for failure the rest of the season. So over the years, I've just learned to try to hunt as smart as possible, hunt the wind, especially hunt the fringes until the time's right. Mm-hmm, so I mean, absolutely. overall theme, that would probably be, you know, one of my, my uh, go-tos and, in the month of October for the most part. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's one of the biggest mistakes someone can make, especially like a person that hasn't bow hunted for a very, very long time. I mean, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody learns from it in the field, but yeah, just getting, getting too gung ho too early when you haven't seen a lot of great sign, uh, you know, it can be a negative thing. I know it's tough, like, especially for those people that are, you know, pressed for time can only be a weekend warrior, things like that. But, you know, you, you got to hunt smart. So what, what exactly do you mean by, like, hunting the fringes? Can you touch a little more on that? Yeah, so, like, hunting the fringes, um, you know, I, I just, I'm not going into my, like, timber. You know, I'll try to hang stands early season um, during the summer just to get it out of the way and not disturb those areas. I'll, tr- I'll try to hang those in my, like, deep timber, you know, rut spots that are more for, maybe late October, but more so more the peak of the rut, early November, mid-November. So early season, I'll typically just hunt field edges, 
and areas that I can get into pretty dang easy without really any chance of spooking deer. And I'm pretty, I really am careful on morning hunts in October, unless you have an absolute bulletproof strategy to get in without spooking deer. Unless I have reason to get in there or just a bulletproof plan, I, I shy away from the morning. You know, I'll still hunt a few, but only when I feel right and I'm not going to be going spooking deer in there. Also in the month of October here in Illinois, uh, food sources, I mean, just got to be watching those. You definitely still can catch some deer on, on their summer feeding patterns uh, the first couple weeks of season. So any food plot, farmer's field, good acorn area i'll try to have a camera in there or some way to monitor it just because i've seen like last year for example i had a camera on a food plot didn't check it and i finally checked it mid late october and there had been a 160 inch buck in there every day the first week of season and you know we just missed out on that opportunity because we weren't aware that that he was using it so Oh, that's, yeah, as far as a, that's a tough pill to swallow right there. Just, you know, yeah, it sure. kind of makes and you wish that one was a cell camera. huh? Yeah. And that's, you know, you asked originally about hunting fringes and that's kind of why we hadn't been back in there. Cause that was one of our food plots that was kind of in the middle of the property. It's, it's a little risky to go in there cause you're definitely going to spook deer, um, on the way out in an evening hunt. Uh, but yeah, this year we got a cell camera down there. And I mean, cell cams are a, a huge tool for those of us. I mean, I mean, say what you want about them. Um, some people don't like them because they feel like it, you know, can take away the scouting aspects. But for people who, you know, work a lot, have full-time jobs, I mean, they're they're awesome to help help you with some of the scouting if you're not able to be out there, um, you know, glassing fields every night or anything like that. So yeah, I'll agree with you hundred yeah, percent there. And it's, you know, they're, they're kind of tough to handle too, because like you're sitting at work or you, you, there's times where you definitely can't hunt. And then that buck's showing up. It's like, Oh, I want to be out there so bad. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I usually don't check mine until I get off of work or else it'd just be an all day distraction. <laughs> oh yeah. I, I definitely have mine set. So there's, so it's not like the instant notifications anymore. Cause like, you find yourself just checking your phone like the entire day then. Definitely. Oh, for sure. So, um, you know, I'd, I'd like to touch a little bit on your entry exit routes. Like how important are they and what are you looking for in the perfect entry exit route? I mean, they're, they're definitely super important because obviously you don't want to ruin your chance on the hunt before you even get in the stand you know, if you're spooking deer on the way in, um, you know, in the mornings, I think is when they're more crucial. And, you know, that's why I, I tend to shy away from October morning hunts just because you can't be certain a lot of times, especially if you're walking a field edge in the dark, you never know what, what deer in there. So, I mean, my ideal one is if, if I can kind of slip through the a back door, you know, I have one spot that I, I uh, use a boat to access. I mean, that's a pretty good one. I only have to walk you know, 50 yards besides crossing the water to, to actually get in the stand. Um, and, and, you know, there's very little chance of spooking deer. Or if I can walk through the timber while the deer are still hopefully in the field feeding, I mean, those are kind of my ideal ones. Keeping the wind in your favor, of course, is, is a great way to do it. So, I mean, that, that would probably be my ideal entry route is, is through the timber in the morning, 
Um, I mean, you can walk through a field edge in the afternoon because, you know, it's daylight. You can see, obviously, there's nothing in the field. Most of the time, they're not out there if you're getting in early enough. Um, yeah, and, and sometimes it can be really tough because, you know, the property you have, you know, you only have access on so much. So you may not be able to slide through the back door. You might only have one option to get in there. So in those cases, it's probably almost smarter to just hold off on, on hunting that until you know if you risk going in there that you'll have a good chance of, of uh, having success that first hunt, hopefully. Yeah, yeah, definitely just playing the odds at that point. Like put yourself in a situation where there's going to be the best opportunity because you know that first sit's going to – you're you're probably going to get your chance on that first sit, you know. Yep, and that's that's why, like I said, I hang those you know timber rut stands early, you know, or late late summer, just to have them out of the way, so I'm not messing anything up. And then, you know, my first hunt will be in there in, in late October or early November. And you know, if, if things are right, I might I'll, I'll likely go in there and just sit all day because I'm kind of risking it getting in there because it's so deep. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, I'll just really try to put all my eggs in that basket of the, the first hunt, having a, having a good hunt a lot of times in, in those riskier spots, that is. Yep, absolutely. Like those pinch points and whatnot and, you know, getting close to getting close to deer bedding areas. What what helps you get through an entire day of sitting? Like what, what do you need to bring with you? Um, yeah, so I've always loved all-day hunts. A lot of my buddies are... I mean, during the rut, I'm not sitting all day, early season or anything like that, or late season, really. Um, but during the rut, absolutely love all day sits. I just, I just feel like it's, it's more beneficial to me to only risk walking in once and out once. You know, we talk about entry and exit routes being key. And I mean, I just, you're doing it one less time if you're not hunting the morning and then walking out midday and then, you know, going in again in the evening and walking out. And so that's just one thing that helps me with it. Now I won't always sit all day. Sometimes the wind changes midday. You need to move stands. Might just want a different setup for the night, but you know, I I just need a a couple, uh, three to four granola bars or a sandwich or two, a couple water bottles. I mean, I'll be good. Um, I mean, you get on your phone sometimes, but I, I try to minimize, um, getting on my phone too much. Luckily some spots I don't have service in. So that, that keeps me off it. Just yeah. That makes it a but, lot easier then. <laughs> yeah. But honestly, the biggest thing that, that makes me want to sit all day would be one, not, and, and this is during the rut, you know, this is during prime time, one, not risking spooking deer again, just with more entry and exits. But then two, over the years, some of my best daylight buck photos have been between 10 and 2 PM. So 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. Um, I've, I've killed a couple bucks, uh, one at noon and another at 2.30, you know, two, two of my best bucks um, at those time frames. So, I mean, and, and the trail cam photos have been there to prove it on deer I haven't killed. So, I mean, I, I feel like the bigger deer a lot of times during the rut are cruising that midday for sure. Mm-hmm. And what, so, what sort of areas are you are you targeting on that midday stuff? Uh, I mean, I know we started talking, started talking during this on early season and, uh, we kind of, kind of, you know, talked about early season and, and we're kind of, you know, right now I'm, I'm referring more to the early November, mid November here in Illinois, where, where it's more the peak of the rut. I mean, what I'm looking for there, it typically is just, 
uh, ridges or, or creek bottom pinch points that are close to bedding areas where, you know, the bucks are going to be kind of cruising around there all day. Mm-hmm. So I, you know, I have it, I have a good chance of them just trying to catch a doe, um, cruising through the doe bedding areas, just trying to find a, a receptive or a hot doe. You know, they're not always going to be walking the field edges and, and stuff midday, the seating areas, but those, those timber spots by bedding, I mean, they definitely can be. Yeah, for sure. And then, so, so if you're hunting right now, you're hunting, you know, pre-rut, what's, what's your perfect area or what's your perfect type of sign you're looking for? Yeah. So, you know, we kind of missed that transition. Like I said, we talked about early season and we kind of jumped to rut there just cause we got on the topic. But I think right now, you know, the last two weeks of, of October, I've played it safe all year. The conditions haven't been right. Been hunting the fringes, hunting edges, you know, not risking anything, but you know, as we start getting some better cold fronts here towards the end of October and just buck activities picking up, you know, every day you're getting closer to the rut. Um, I'm really looking for, I'm watching my cameras, of course. I mean, that's a given, but I, I'm looking to have my cameras hopefully already, or I'll be moving them to uh, any areas that I'm seeing fresh rubs and scrapes. And okay. I feel like in late October, I mean, late October is one of my favorite times to hunt. Everybody loves November for sure. But I feel like late October is great because you're getting those deer. They're they're thinking about the rut. They're getting excited. But they're still not, it's not as random as the rut where, you know, the deer you might have been watching our summer is now five miles away. Uh, they're still fairly close a lot of times to their, their main core areas. But they're starting to move in daylight a lot more. Mm-hmm. So I'm really looking. If I can find fresh rubs, fresh scrapes, I mean, I know... I'm going to be in the money most likely, especially if I'm getting, if, if I'm getting pictures of a, a shooter buck in that area, I know he's got to be one of them that's making those fresh rub scrapes. So, you know, that's what I'm looking for these last two weeks, October. If, if I can find fresh sign, good camera photos. I mean, I, I feel like all that is then is, is hunting is smart and, and putting in your time and you're, you're probably bound to at least lay eyes on that target buck. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You kind of hit the nail on the head there with describing this kind of late October stuff is, you know, like they're, they're still semi patternable, but they're getting on their feet a little bit more and a little bit earlier. So it's a great time to get yourself out in the stand. Yeah, for sure. And, and I feel like some guys, uh, you know, there's, there's a ton of different hunters out there and, and in the last, year or two you know we've had a a big increase in hunters it seems um which is awesome and uh you know there's working in the archery shop here there's you know there's definitely a couple different crowds there's the guys who don't even pick up their bow till halloween there's the guys kind of like i referred to that used to be me where you burn yourself out in the first week hunting too hard um so i've kind of just tried to live in that middle ground of hunting hard when it's right um, when conditions are right, signs are right. And then, you know, as, as it gets towards the rut, just starting to hunt harder because, you know, once you get in that rut time frame, it, it ends up almost sometimes being the more time you can just put in out there. Uh, but, but still hunt smart for sure. So just, just trying to live in that middle ground of uh, hunt smart, but hunt hard as well. Yep. There you go. Sounds like a perfect place to be. So, all right. Well, thank you for your time, Clay. Appreciate the tips and, uh, you know, hopefully that cold front comes through for you this weekend. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 
We'll hope so by the by the time this thing airs. We'll see. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Maybe I can have a post like, oh, hey, Clay shot this great buck and he talked with us two days earlier about, about some tips. So you might want to tune in for this one. <laughs> That'd be nice. All right. Sounds great. Thanks again, Clay. All right. Thank you, Mike. Have a good one, man. Thank you for listening to the Shields Outdoors podcast. Stay tuned for future segments and visit our social media pages, Shields Outdoors on Facebook and Instagram for daily updates.